Hi, I'm Sabrina and he's Marcus. And we are two of the founders of the Black Trail Runners. You can find us on Instagram at the Black Trail Runners. We're a community and campaigning group seeking to increase inclusion, participation and representation of black people in trail running. If something resonates with you, please let us know and share online. Also, leave your review on the podcast platform that you selected as it helps our podcast grow. Your support helps to make this podcast possible. Thank you for downloading this episode. Now, let's head to the conversation. The Checkpoint is supported by the North Face, whose fundamental mission remains unchanged since 1966. To provide the best gear for their athletes and the modern-day explorer, support the preservation of the outdoors, and inspire a global movement of exploration. Tasha Thompson started running 21 years ago, initially starting out in the gym on treadmills or dreadmills, as I like to call them, (laughs) before deciding to switch to running outdoors and entering races. Tasha's first race was in 1998. And even at that time, when she looked around, she noticed the severe lack of representation of black women on start lines and in race packs. However, being the woman that she is, that did not stop her running and she continued to consciously and unconsciously represent at various road races. Fast forward to 2019 and after stumbling across a US run club contingent aimed at bringing together black women to share community through running, the seeds of creating a safe running space for UK-based black women were planted. In April of that year, Tasha launched Black Girls Do Run, the aim being to inspire black women to run for health, fitness and mental well-being. The group is not about fast times, medals or prize money. Tasha's community consists of women who go to work, go to college, are mums, women who may feel that they run slow even. Black Girls Do Run is about those women. It's about showcasing them and providing a community where they can be supported and celebrated. What started out in 2019 as a group consisting of Tasha and a few of her friends has grown tenfold and continues to attract new face-to-face and virtual runners. So, it gives me great pleasure to introduce Tasha Thompson founder of Black Girls Do Run. Tasha, welcome to the checkpoint. Hello, thank you. That was such a um, beautiful introduction. <laughs> I wonder who was that? Is that me? <laughs> Isn't it funny? You, you know, there was so much that I could have used in that introduction. You know, I've done research and, and read a lot of the articles that you have, you've been featured oh. in. And you know, I didn't even talk about you being like an awesome mum to two awesome children. And uh, it's funny you say that about, you know, when people introduce you, because it's something that often when I'm being introduced, I think, like, who is that woman they're yeah. talking about? <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Tash? Are you good? Are yeah, you well? I'm good. How are you? How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing okay, you know. We were just having a conversation uh, before we recorded about kind of being women that kind of dot from one thing to the next, but ultimately get things done. And and that's kind of who we are. I mean, good company. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, we're we're always good company. We know that. Um, I don't feel as though really we need any ice icebreakers because we know each other. But I like the icebreaker questions that we tend to ask in the checkpoint because I, f- I always find out things I never knew about people that I admire. So I'm just going to pose some questions to you that I hope oh, is going to get me to get to know you even better and everyone listening to this <laughs> to get to know <laughs> Tash even better. So number one. You have been, and I, I mean, the picture was fierce. If you haven't seen it, look it up. But you were on the front cover of Women's Running earlier this year. And that group shot, being a woman of colour, 
was like, yes, 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 yes. It was just so inspiring. And you looked so fierce and so strong and all the amazing stuff. If there was another magazine, and it can be any magazine, that you could grace the front cover of, what would it be and why? Runner's World. Yeah. And why? Um, I've been reading Runner's World for years. And it is, it's the Bible for running, isn't it? Women's running is great, don't get me wrong. But yeah, it would have to be Runner's World. You've been on it. You're, <laughs> yeah, Runner's World, yeah. I see you on there, Tash. I see. And actually, you're in this month's UK edition am, of Runner's World, yeah. but on the in- inside pages, yeah. aren't you? Tell me yeah. about how that came about and, and how you felt about being named as one of the kind of trailblazers in, in getting people out running. Well, really strange because, firstly, I didn't know that what that's what it was about. Um it was somebody, it was the journalist contacted my friend Linda via Twitter, but she wasn't sure if it was real. Somehow it got sent to me and I contacted her. She said, oh, have you got a few minutes to talk about women's safety? So I said, um, yeah, if you're free, you can call me now. So we just literally had 10, 15 minute chat. Yeah. And then I got this email maybe two months later asking for a photo but I forgot all about that chat so I didn't know who she was so as I was I'm like um why do you want a photo and then she gets big like oh yes I remember so I thought it was just going to be a really small section in runner's world with a quote saying Tasha from Black Girls Do Run UK said xyz I didn't realize that that was what it was going to be about so it was a total shock when somebody shared it in their stories and I was like oh my gosh oh my gosh so it took me a few days it took me a few days to whenever anything like that happens it takes me a few days to kind of um recover from it so it takes me a few days to post it because I think oh my gosh I can't believe that that's me and I showed it to my son and he said well who else would they choose he's my biggest fan (laughs) of course she'd be known there I'm not surprised oh, by <laughs> I love that. So yes, it was a complete shock. I still can't believe it. I um almost have that almost imposter syndrome. It's like, um, do I really belong there? Um, have I really done that much? Have I made much of a difference? And I think that stems from almost when you're doing something you love from a place of love you don't really expect any kind of applause or being like one of the one of seven women making great changes. You just do it because you love it. So it just feels strange to be like in runner's world and one of the seven women. And it's like, and I know quite a few of the other women as well. No of them or I've met them. So yeah, no, it's still, it's amazing. Oh, Tash, when I saw it, I did, I, I just shed a tear because you know, uh, just, I was so proud of you. And I was just like, yes, you know, it's, you know, Runner's World has taken a lot of flack over the years in terms of the lack of representation of black and brown people and and, and women, you know, that intersectionality yeah, yeah. piece as well. And so therefore to see you named amongst that seven was just like, hell yeah, it's about time. And I want to see more of this. And I think actually, that has been the overriding, the overriding feeling about this current issue of UK Runners World. You know, we've got Charlie yes. from Run, uh, founder of Run yeah. Demo on the cover. Um, you know, we've got um, Corey, who's kind of doing the, you know, bit beefy, yeah, who's doing like coaching. He's column now, isn't it? Yeah. And and there's you in there, and it's just so 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 beautiful. Um, okay, so Runners World. If anyone from Runners World listening. We need this woman on the cover, and uh, let's let's like let's put it into the universe and make it happen. Like let's make it happen. Um, Icebreaker question number two: Because this episode, my love, is going to be out in December, the month of the festive season, I have to ask you, and I ask this because I'm a foodie: What is your perfect Christmas dinner? What does it include? 
What does it look? What does it look like? Who cooks it? I would prefer if I didn't cook it. Hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah! I'm so, I'm so overcooking. And what does it look like? It would it would look like a blend of like Jamaican and English foods, really, because my family's from Jamaica, but I'm born in England, so it would be Yorkshire puddings, macaroni cheese, roast chicken. Um, oh, plantain, yes. Um, rice and peas, gravy—just a combination mm. of just, just everything. Oh, that sounds. My mouth is actually Roast watering. Just everything, every, every, every. Because I don't. I try not to cook like that. Like I don't. I don't think you need to have rice, potatoes, and pasta on one plate, apart from on yeah. Christmas Day. Yeah, then yeah, you can have yeah. everything. It's like it's, it's literally like there's no rules on Christmas Day. Like anything no. goes, anything yeah. goes. You know, you, you can have turkey, you can have whatever you want for breakfast if you want it. You know, yeah. the rules go out the window, and we can just enjoy and indulge. Um, where are you spending Christmas this year? Are you at home? At home, you... actually. Oh. Yeah, at home this year. So I'm cooking. Hmm. Yeah, so it'll be a quiet Christmas. It's just been me and two children, and one of one of my running friends is coming for Christmas too. Christmas too, so that should be I love, fun. I love that. I've said I love I've, it. I've I told we've got to run. We've got to run two point five miles or two point five kilometers to mark. I know. To mark the twenty fifth, and she's agreed. So. <laughs> You are a woman after my own heart. I love that. I love that idea. Maybe I'll join you virtually and do my yeah. two and a half, my two point five in the morning as well, um, because God knows I need to try and get some energy back from all the energy from all the calories I'm going to be consuming on Christmas yeah. Day. So there you go. Um, third icebreaker: When you are getting much needed downtime, you know we've talked about um, you know you being a mum of two, being a mum of four. Myself, I know that downtime for us women is uh, is precious. Yeah, what give is me that? an idea. <laughs> give exactly what the hell is it? Give me an idea of what your guilty pleasure when Tash is on her downtime. What's a guilty pleasure that you like to indulge in? Can be anything. Because I'm not, I'm not a Netflix and chill kind of person. I watch very little on Netflix or Do TV you not? in general. No, like when I've watched so something, I when I've watched something, I say I watched all of this series. Can you believe it? And they're like, no. Um, <laughs> what would it be? Reading. What did you re- reading. Yeah. I what, like reading. What cinema? What books? Yeah, cinema. What was the last film you watched? James Bond. Oh, my, me too. Oh. oh my God. Now, don't worry, people. We're not going to give away the no. ending because we know that with a Christmas break, a lot of people will choose in their days to go yeah, to the cinema. No, but, I can't talk. Oh, I cannot talk about, I don't want to talk about the ending. No, I, no. Not, oh my God. But what a film. What a film. Yeah. I mean, I waited to the very end of the credits because I thought something might change. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And it didn't, did it? Yeah. And it didn't, no. <laughs> oh, you're a woman. So, that you really yeah, are that a woman. Was, yeah. my so that part. was an James Bond. James Bond. There we go. So people listening to this, if you ever see Tasha in person or you're looking to connect with her, you know she wants to be on the cover of Runner's World. You know that she likes all the different varieties of food at Christmas. And you know that the last film she watched was James Bond. There you go. So there's three conversation starters with Tash. <laughs> so tell me about tell me about you uh, growing up. Tell me, did, did you run as a kid? Um, what, what was the first experience that you can remember of running? Gosh, I did run. I used to run a fair bit as a kid because I thought walking was too slow. Yeah. So I used to come home from school really out of breath because I'd run, lived on quite a long road. I ran home. My mum would be like, why are you so out of breath? I was like, because I ran. Why don't you walk? It takes too long. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I ran, I ran in sports day. I used to run up my road because it took too long to walk and then like at high school I ran I was quite good at running and my PE teacher um encouraged me to join the athletics club 
I didn't because none of my friends wanted or wanted to. So mm-hmm. I kind of I did like it, but I didn't fully embrace it the way I, I wouldn't say the way I should have, the way I could have. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't. But um, yeah, I've got some certificates. I've got um, a newspaper cutting of me in the local newspaper because I came second in hurdles. I used to, my, I used to run eight, 800 and 1500 metres. Yeah, so no, I, was, I did run at school. Is that something, you know, having having a teenage girl or well, having kind of, I've had, um, my oldest daughter's 25 and my, yeah. uh, and then I've got a 23-year-old boy, 15-year-old girl and a 12-year-old girl. You know, there's, there's, there's the, the statistics around, you know, young teenage girls dropping off when it comes to continuing participation in sport. Mm-hmm. Is that something that when you think back to you as a teenage girl and you know that the certificates you won and being in the local paper, is that something that you wish you had kept on with? Or is that, you know, is it or even do you think that you could have kind of got even better and kind of who knows where that will have led or how do you feel about that time in your life with your with your athletics do you think more could have been done to support you in school or definitely but the support wasn't wasn't really there because the teacher tried her best the teacher suggested it and I said no it didn't turn up and that was the end of it Mm -hmm. really yeah my my dad didn't really pay any interest in whether I did PE or not and my mum I was to do PE as a um, GCSE subject. Yeah. You know when you choose your GCSEs? Um, yeah. PE was one of the ones I wanted to do. And my mum said, like, why are you being lazy for? Choose something academic, which is quite typical of parents yes. from the Caribbean. They want they all want their children to be doctors, lawyers, or solicitors. And if you're nothing else, then you're, they failed, they almost failed. So I, I was discouraged yeah. from doing PE. I guess I could have stood my ground, but then I thought, what age you take your options 14 yeah for around yeah. 14 you yeah. are I didn't really I didn't really push it um so yeah no it's just kind of so the support although like my parents were very loving and very supportive that they didn't really support being active and it wasn't a yeah. thing that was done yeah can you talk about this time. I think one yeah I think one of the one of the articles I read that you talked about um, you know, having two Caribbean parents and and that, yeah, it was very much, you know, from an academic point of view, it was those mm. core cool subjects that you were pushed in rather than. And I think that is yeah. that is very indicative of, of, of the kind of culture in the community. It's kind of, you know, it's, it's that education, isn't it? It's education, education, ed- education. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, I, I see, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of friends on different social media platforms and I see how as a mum, and I love seeing it that you're so passionate about your boys and the sports that they do and yeah and you know taking girl, them to football boy I've got. yeah oh sorry sorry I no, apologize okay. well you only see the boy because the girl you know like when they get to a certain age they don't want to take photos with you okay. and stuff so a lot of people think I've just got one son <laughs> so that is my fault <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I totally, I totally get that. I apologise for that. I should have picked no, that it's up. Fine. So with so your girl is she? Because I know your boys very, you know, really great at, at football. Certainly has become yeah. more passionate at football. Does your um, does your daughter is she is she a, is she a runner? Does she like running? Does she run with you? Does she like running? She absolutely hates it. she has said even if I paid her 100 pounds she wouldn't run (gasps) why is that my daughters are exactly the same she will not run she will cycle and she's a really good swimmer yeah but when it comes to running she's not interested not interested why do you think that is do you think it's because we talk about it so much because we do so much do you think with girls in particular, maybe it's the same with boys out there, kind of let us know, email us and let us know if you're the kind of parent of boys or have boys in your family. But my my girls, I've got three and they're exactly the same. They Really? Okay, it. so I'm not they, alone. <laughs> not alone. They don't even really like me talking about it too much, I guess, because they hear me talking about it all the time. But yeah. they are just not, they're not interested at all. No. 
Now, my daughter, she just wants to know what time you come, how long you're going for, what time you're coming back. Yeah. That's what she yeah, wants yeah, to know. Yeah. Um, my daughter contacted yeah, no, me no, yesterday. No interest. She's yeah, not interested. next month. Oh, no yeah. interest in when was. Yeah. yeah, it's that age. It's, it, it's no that interest. age. And the thing is, I wish I could say they grow out of it, but my 25-year-old, she's not interested still. Oh, really? <laughs> I, was, I keep no. telling her there's a runner in there somewhere. <laughs> One day you're going to run. Yeah, maybe she, maybe the runner will be like me and kind of come out kind of when they're kind of early thirties. I don't know. We can live in hope, can't we? Yes, definitely. So when definitely. you started running, when you started running at the gym, uh, when you went yes. to the gym and you start and you 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 ran on the the treadmill, which I don't know how you feel about running on treadmills, but I just every single minute feels like ten minutes on a treadmill. I can't I can't do it anymore. Oh, just five know, minutes. My, you, five minutes is my maximum, and I've, I've, like, I've, I've had enough. Had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you started. You, so you, you got years past. You started running on the treadmill, and then decided to start running outside. What is it about? What is it about running that keeps you coming back? Or what is it? What was it about running then? What did it give you? And what did taking it from the treadmill to running outside give you? Do you know what? When I, I remember when I took it outside, like it was like it was really difficult running outside, but I loved that the changing scenery and just being outside. And then yeah. shortly after that, I think I entered my first race. And what I loved about that was having a goal at the end of like a training block. Right, I'm doing yes. this, and then I'm going to do this. I find I find gym. If I'm going to do, I still find it a bit almost. Bit aimless almost yeah and it's not yeah. but I just like knowing that what I'm doing is not just it's benefiting my health and my mental health but it's also I'm working towards something and that I find that so motivating I totally am with you on that I mean I, I I'm just coming to the end now that what you've said about that goal orientated training I think that you're so right. I was I was looking at my gym um, membership the other night online. You know, you can choose. There's loads of different classes you can choose yeah. from. And I was like sitting there and I was like, none of these, if I had an hour to kill, none of these classes that are available to me make me want to do them more than me actually getting my trainers on and going running outside makes yeah. me want to, you know. Um, because, because it's that, isn't it? It's like... And I know that not everyone, and please, if you're listening to this, if you're brand new to running, you know, this is just kind of our lived experience at the moment that we're sharing. But I think when you're in a training block or when you have a goal race, whether that's 5K, 10K, whatever it might be, and then every single run that you do has that purpose, you know, it's like, okay, is this runner you know, is this run, okay, I'm just taking it really steady. I'm keeping it really aerobic. It's all about building the engine to keep me going longer. Or, all right, I'm going to go out tonight and I'm going to do a couple of fast bits, maybe a fartlek in my run or an interval session. Actually, when you get back, you're like, it's almost like, you know, you can tick it off, whether it's a a notebook (laughs) you keep. or and you just It's so satisfying, isn't it? And you just know as the weeks, as the weeks build up, there's that, the goal that you're heading towards and all this work is contributing towards that. Yeah, I mean, I it's, just I just outgrew class, like gym classes and stuff. And I and now I find like there's so much to think about. I don't want to think about whether I need to go left or right or step forward yeah. or step backwards. Like no disrespect to like people who enjoy doing classes or the wonderful yeah. instructors teaching it, but I just don't want to have to think about if which way to go yeah. <laughs> or anything. I just, I just like going <laughs> you just like you just want to go hey I we're constantly yeah. constantly, striving, and, constantly striving forward yeah and you know when you run and you get into that meditative state and it's just like wow. it's just wonderful you feel like you're gliding across the floor oh. like I, there's nothing else that can give me that and I love that feeling it's a shame that you don't know when it's going to happen and it doesn't happen on everyone, but when it happens, it's just magical. <laughs> I think that's a really great point that you've made because 
you and I, we both talk about this, this, the state that you've just experienced that when you feel as though your feet and your arms and your mind are in sync and you kind of almost lose yourself in that, that momentum and that rhythm of a run and, and suddenly you, you just, you just, it's, it's so, it sounds so kind of corny to say, but you just feel your whole body and mind are one, but you're so right that it doesn't happen on every run. And if you don't get that, that's not a reason to think, oh, well, I'm never going to get it. Yeah, because it comes not, with, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when oh, it happens, yeah. oh, it's beautiful. Oh, oh when it happens, it's I'm getting goosebumps like, thinking about it. <laughs> isn't it? When it comes, it's like that kind of nirvana dreamlike state. Yeah, and you just, nothing like somebody, it. A friend of mine did a uh, did a long run, a, a, a big ultra marathon in the Brecon Beacons the, the weekend, and he said – he said he he'd never felt so at one with himself and when he finished he felt like he could still just keep going on forever and i'm like that's yeah. it yeah that's yeah, the that's nirvana it. that's yeah 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 what how did it feel when you did that first road race was it a road race your first race it was yeah it was a 5 kilometer race in hyde park how did it feel when you completed that first road raid and had that and had that had that medal around your neck? Oh my gosh! You know that feeling when you pass your driving test like that that just that happiness. Yeah, yeah. It was so. It was such. Yeah, it was amazing. It's still amazing. It's still worth worth keep going back. <laughs> Still, keep going still. back for more. Still, yeah, like, I love it. Medal Monday. Yeah, yeah. I've still yeah. got the medal. Still got the. I still got that medal as well. It's. Do you keep every single medal? I think. I think. I feel like I'm missing two, but I'm not sure if they did medals with these two races. Actually. <laughs> 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 yes, yeah, so I, I did the Watford half marathon twice, and I have no medals for, for either of them. So I reckon they weren't medals. But it wasn't a thing. It was. It wasn't necessarily no. things. When I started running, there was no Instagram, there was no Facebook, there was no Garmin even or GPS. Yeah. You used to find races in the back of Runners World. Yes. And pretty much why right, I think I haven't got. I'm not really kind of a, a PB based runner. Is that like I was the yeah. only runner I knew. Nobody else ran or would say, oh, I did a 5K in this time. Or there was no, you just weren't exposed to anything or anybody saying they did any times in any times. It just, it just wasn't a thing. You just ran and that was it. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. It was so different in those days, wasn't it? God, you really took me back then when you talked about the races in the back of runner's world. Like that was how you found races back in the day god yeah. times have changed haven't they yeah and there were hardly any there were hardly any in london either they're always they're always like really far away yeah yeah one thing that you talk about in one of the articles that i read was even at that time even though all those years ago you would look around and you wouldn't see many black women at all no. if certainly not at your age maybe a couple no. of older but certainly yeah. they're it, thin on the ground I've got this brilliant photo of me and I look like I'm being chased by a bunch of white women. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) But that's what it it can be like, isn't it? It looks like they're all going to come and get me. Oh, my God. But that's, you know, as a visual representation in terms of why black girls do run exist and why black trail runners exist it's like still you could probably still go out and do a a, a road race maybe not but or a trail race and it'd be like that you get yeah. a photo where you were in front and it, it and it Definitely. looked like you being, and it looked like and you also being like it's it's changed now and it's a good thing but like in the 80s probably the 90s and the early 2000s Women, especially, I don't know, because I can only talk from an experience of a black woman because I'm a black woman. Yeah. But yeah. black women didn't really do exercise unless they needed to lose weight. Yes. That was what that was what exercise was for to lose weight. So I used to get asked a lot, why do you go to the gym? You don't need to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And I said I just want to be healthy. But that was it was that was not a thing that was pushed. 
mm-hmm. or encouraged. It was all about if you were if you were there, you were there because you needed to lose weight. So, and I guess yeah. once you lost the weight, you didn't go back. I don't know how. I don't know how it worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the thing is, it's so, and I think I see that. And I think where if we go back to talking about teenage girls, I think that you know, there's so much, there's so much talk around, you know, mental health in teenagers and young Mm. people and with the, with the rise and rise in social media and the people feeling, kids feeling that they're not good enough or they're not pretty enough or they're not thin enough. I think that, you know, that still exists that, well, why would I run? Why would I run? It's probably worse now, I think, actually. Why would I run or why would I partake in any form of sport if it's not to lose weight? And I think that those those messages for teenagers, for for kids are still not clear enough in terms of the mental health benefits and social benefits of participating in, in a solo or a group activity. Definitely. You know, and it's Definitely. something and that, also you know, in school, running is like I did park run on Saturday. And I, the park run where I ran, I ran cross country there at school. And cross country at school is horrible. So I think it's also the way that PE is approached. Like when, when they're doing running, like as we know, not everybody can run really fast, Mm -hmm. but everybody's encouraged to run really fast and almost ridiculed if you don't. So that horrible experience stays with people for the rest of their lives. And then they think they're not good enough or they can't do it because... I don't know, your PE teacher said that, you know, come on, hurry up, you're at the back. So because it's not embraced gently or encouraged, like, okay, if they split them into groups, say you've got a fast group, a medium-paced group, a walk-run group, it probably would be be a totally different experience and maybe more children would embrace it. And then what I find with girls is that they do PE at school because they have to, they leave school and they don't move because that PE lesson is now no more. Yeah. You're, you're so right. And I'm so glad that we're talking about this as, as, as mothers of teenagers, because it really, really, um, it, it, it really worries me and it makes me anxious in terms of seeing my, my 15 year old, for example, who's just about to start her mock exams here in the mm. UK. So, you know, is having to make choices about her life and is concerned over, well, if I choose to do that, then my friends aren't doing that. You know, I'm going to be alone. Yeah. And actually that tra- that translates to sport. So, you know, my, my daughter was asked, she's doing GCSEPE. And yeah. she was, we received, we received a letter yesterday uh, uh, saying that there was a group trip to Tottenham Hotspurs football club. And that as as a PE, um, or she chose PE for an option, she she could go. And I thought it was a really great opportunity. You know, her big brother, my only son, he's a Tottenham Hotspurs fan. Okay, oh, wow. But, yeah. um, you know, she's never been to a, a ground, a stadium. But she was absolutely adamant last night. There is no way I'm going because I don't know anyone, any of my friends that are going. And I don't want to basically be put outside of my comfort zone. And I think that that made me sad because I just see that as an experience to experience what it's like just to be in a football stadium, being lost because this, this fear around... Um, being alone or or yeah. not having friends that are going to do that, and I think that correlates to not wanting to continue with with PE Definitely. or exercise after leaving school because oh my my friends aren't doing it, so it's not something that I'm going to do because I'm not I don't have the confidence to put myself out there like that. And that's that's a hard thing. I think that kind of that grows with time and with age. I think yeah. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. she'll develop it. They'll both develop it. <laughs> but that's what I think going back to you and and I, I said in the intro 2019, but if it was before that, please do correct me. But, you know, your insights and your lived experience of, of, of running and doing races and being the minority in those races led to you then can you tell me about the time when you were kind of looking around and you came across black girls run in the u.s and what it what it was like for you seeing that and then how we talk about the seeds being planted for black yeah, girls to so run definitely so i think i came across black girls run in the u.s on facebook a few years like several years before 2019 and i thought it was brilliant 
um, it didn't inspire me to do anything here at the time. But I just thought, oh, wow, look at this, all these black women running. Wouldn't it be great if there was something like that here? Fast forward to 2019. So the whole Black Girls Do Run UK kind of came out of a negative experience at a race um, in the spring. So me and my friend ran this race 16 miles, but there was an option to do eight miles as well. Yeah. And we kind of felt like we went too far in the wrong direction. So we ran back to the nearest marshal and said to her, are we going the right way? Yeah. She then gave us a blank look and said, are you running the race? And then we, I said, well, um, we've got the numbers on. What? <laughs> and then the she went, hell? Yeah. And then she went, oh, yeah, you should have gone that way. So there was just that silent for a minute. And then I said, or Linda said, why didn't she think we were in the race? It's not like we were in, I don't know, winter clothes with shopping bags. We were dressed, we were running dressed as runners with the yeah. race running bib on. Anyway, talked about it all throughout the rest of the race, all the way home, and then said, you know, like, we don't never know for sure, but it just felt like that Marshall didn't believe her in the race because, like, there were hardly any black people anyway, yeah. hardly any yeah. black women. I think, because I usually do a count, I think there were about three or four yeah. In a race, of, I don't know how many people were there. Mm, definitely over 500 or more. Yeah. And we thought, wow, did she not, how could she not think we were running the race? So, yeah, yeah we just nah. had this conversation all the way home. And I said, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to start an Instagram page um, just yeah. inc- to increase the visibility of normal black women running. Didn't do it straight away. Um, then went on holiday and started it there in oh April 2019. Like, so, yeah, so it's kind of like a positive response to a negative situation. God, Tash, I, you know what, I read that when I, I think when I first read that, that, you know, Black Girls Do Run came, was, yeah, it was bore out of this, this negative experience you had. Yeah. It, it, I can remember thinking to myself, oh my God, like another black woman who has experienced that, you know, when I'm talking about um, when we experience othering in our our sport, when oh, we like that word, the, you know, <laughs> othering, the fact that we yeah. can experience, we, racism in all of its, all of its subtle, all of its nuance, all of its out there forms, you know, we experience it as, 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 as women and, and this othering, it, it's that, who knows? And I think I read when you were, were talking about, uh, we are talking about that incident in, in a magazine, you actually went out there and said, do I know that it was because of my colour? No, but my experience tells me that if, well, based, and what I took that to mean is, had you been a white woman, would yeah. you have been, would she have said, are you supposed to be running this race? You know, are you in the race? And and it's those, inst- it's those instances, it's those episodes that happen to us when we're out there, whether you're on the road with the trails, where we are questioned about our participation in said sport, whether we know yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. Whether we know where we're going, whether we whether we have the right kit, it's happened to me, it's happened to you, it's happened to lots of people that we know. In terms of almost that subtle, but really, you don't belong here. You yeah, know, or sometimes you... not so subtle. Because last year, yes. I went in Hyde, Hyde Park in central London, and a, a man told us which printed told us which direction Brixton was, and that was just last yeah. year. And that was lost. And I again, I remember you yeah. talking about that and being absolutely just so angry about it because we we you do so much work. We're out there doing it. You're not just talking about getting black women running and welcoming all black women with a focus on the fact that it's not about PBs or fast times. That it's yeah. about the everyday black woman who who just wants to find to find community through walk jog running. 
Um, so, yeah, we talk about the othering, the, the nuance, the subtle racism. But actually, it's out there. You know, it is out there in a in a, in the biggest sense of the word. Um, so black girls do run. Um, what I love and I have I, I've alluded to it, you know, we're starting in 2019 with you and a couple of friends. How did the how did uh, how did kind of early 2020 in terms of the uh, murders of Amud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd and the rise in the Black Lives Matter movement? How did that impact upon black girls do run and you as a person? Oh, massively. And how, yeah, I mean, because as you know, with Black Trail Runners, you know, we were created in July of that year. So I know how it how it led to led to us creating Black Trail Runners and really looking at the world around us in the trails. But how how did that impact upon you guys and you personally? So I think George Floyd had the biggest impact, really. Yeah. And um, not that the others were not significant, but as a group and yeah. The whole George Floyd thing is when like people stopped what they were doing, sat up, yeah. and yeah. recognised that there was a problem. And then a lot of people, companies, tried to do something about it. So as a result, and I don't always, I don't necessarily feel good that we gained a lot of popularity off the back of George Floyd. That doesn't really sit very well with yeah. me sometimes because yeah. like what happened to him was horrific. But yeah after the George, George Floyd you know, everybody kind of like diversity is the world you hear it like more than you've ever heard it before in your life now isn't it yeah everybody's yeah. trying to increase diversity and um, some are genuine some are not some are on it some are not but since the whole George Floyd thing I found that we just like became really popular and I think also yeah. because we're I don't know George Floyd and being just championing women and we're not although we are a group that's focused on black women we hope to encourage all women really yeah. at the same time yeah. yeah and and that's I think you've touched upon so many important points there in that suddenly because I you know I feel the same about black trail runners you know we were a group of a group of of, of black um a, a group of black runners that that saw a lack of diversity in trail running and, and just the six of us really just thought, Oh, Hey, it's nice to meet somebody else that likes trail running. And yeah. kind of look, we, we look like each other. And then when we started black trail runners, you know, we absolutely had no idea how, how needed it was in, and how other black trail runners, not just in the UK, but around the world wanted yeah. a community. But you touched upon diversity there and, and the popularity and the, the, you know, people wanting to talk to you, brands wanting to reach out to you, wanting you to sit on panels. And although that in some respects is great, what I'm finding more and more now is, is kind of enough of the talk, where's more action? You know, and I don't know if you as a leader, as, as the founder of Black Girls Do Run, whether you sometimes feel, um, do you ever feel frustrated that things aren't, you know, we're almost next next May, June will be like two years down the line. Do you ever get frustrated that things maybe aren't uh, happening in terms of more, even more representation of black women, black people across running disciplines? Or do you think that, you know, it is what it is and we just have to kind of continue on the path and, you know, one day we might have more representation and kind of equitable representation? Um, I don't worry about it. I think more it is what it is and keep doing what we're doing. And people yeah. always ask me what's next and I just say, well, we're here to run. So what's next is more yeah. running. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so important though. I mean, it's, yeah, it's we're, kind here, of... we're here to run more than yeah. So that's that's what's next is running. Like whatever happens along the way, whatever opportunities that come our way is brilliant. But really, we are here to run, and we are here to encourage more black women to run, and just just stick into those kind of um, just those principles. That's that's yeah. what that's what it's that's what it's that's our bread and butter. That's what we're here for. How did you cope with uh, when we, you know, when we were in the height of the pandemic, 
not being able to go out on like face-to-face group runs? How did the community cohesion continue when we were locked down and we couldn't actually meet to run? How, how did, how as a community leader, did you kind of keep your, keep the women together? God, it seems like such a long time ago. I know. There are so many of us that are not able to come to the group ones because they live too far away anyway. Yeah. Um, so we shared, just shared our runs in, um, in the WhatsApp group, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, shared the runs in the WhatsApp group and just try to keep everybody going. But And then also, during the height, during the, like, the very first lockdown, like, you know, like, I call it the real lockdown where everybody actually the streets were quiet and everything like yeah. that we were, a lot, we were a lot smaller then so it was it was a lot it was it was different to what it is now yeah yeah it's so yeah because the, you know in the you know in the year in the months since kind of you've you've grown you know a lot of the you know a lot of the crews and communities um that serve you know that serve kind of a what we classify as minority although I call as the kind of global majority <laughs> yeah. um have grown but it's just it's really interesting as a community leader how how you keep together community when there are um you know when there either can't be any face-to-face meetups or people are too far away to come to those face-to-face meetups I think that you know your use of the whatsapp group is good whatsapp group and and chat and just like selfie challenges are always good fun like we had a summer one where take one take a photo of a sunflower tree green grass sunglasses and wherever you are, everybody can do that. And yeah. also what really helps was all the virtual challenges, really. Mm-hmm. So they, they were like, they were a godsend, actually, because they gave you a purpose to keep running and you'd still get your medal mm-hmm. in the post a few days later, depending yeah. on what your post yeah. like. <laughs> and what I've seen that I've really liked within Black Girls Do Run is that you've started the str- more more of the Strava challenges as well. How did that come about? And is is that a partnership that you have with Strava or is that something that you do off your own back? No, I just do it off, do it off our own back, you know. Just, yeah. um, we've, got, we've got a WhatsApp group, we've got a Facebook group, we've got the Strava group, and there are um, duplicates across all three, but there are different yeah. people in each group as well. So it's just trying to engage with different people in different groups as well as like our kind of cool wonderful runners yeah 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 it's 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 I think as a community and growing community it's just always it's always really good to hear different ideas you know different ideas as to how other communities kind of keep that cohesion and I see so much love and so much joy when we we get together face to face with people oh, it's, it's kind brilliant, of how isn't it Oh, there's just nothing like it. I mean, we're yeah, just kind of off wonderful. Like a, Such a lovely community. community, the running community. Oh, just you know, it it really is. And I think that one of my kind of final questions for you is, you know, although we are your black girls do run and we're black trail runners, you know, we have really amazing allies who are white who seek to stand shoulder to shoulder with us in order to diversify in our case trail running mm-hmm. from your point from from a community point of view from a community leader point of view what can people listening to this do to further uplift black girls do run to further help you to create that kind of safe inspiring motivating community what 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 can people do to support you God, I yeah, that's a tough question, Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> I like a tough question every now and again. Do you know what? Like, whatever it is, I would say it's already being done. Because yeah. we have we have amazing support from each other. Black Girls Do Run, yeah. Black Trail Runners, Emancipated Run, Coop Fly Girls. We, we're, all, we're all more of each other, know each other, and support each other. So that's fine. And um on Amazon the outside, yeah, there are there are some really bright, brilliant allies that I haven't even met some of them yet, but I have their phone numbers because it's just great people. Yeah. Yeah. So I think and it's what is what is there to be done? There wasn't 
an answer for that because it's already being done and as time goes on it evolves and it becomes whatever is needed to be done gets done because they know that but especially the allies that are not of color they know what to do i don't know how they know but they know what to do when things happen like when the um when i posted about the man who pointed to us which direction was brixton i had so many messages saying tash i know that couldn't have been easy are you okay that's all that yeah. that is just like just asking or just saying that's like it. i'm sorry you had to experience that just that reaching out is it's everything because yeah. it's like yeah, it's, it's acknowledgement of something that you know something that it hurts and it's someone yeah. that it's not going to experience that, but acknowledging like I'm just checking that you're okay and not having to explain himself or try to explain his behaviour. But that's yeah. yes, I think there's no like one answer, but as things happen, like there are people that just do the right thing. But you're so right, and that's that's it, isn't it? Like that sometimes I think that allies think that there needs to be like a grand gesture or then it needs to, whatever they do needs to be this massive thing. But the best support that that you've just described is when, you know, when these things happen or where you're feeling particularly vulnerable or lacking in energy because of a multitude of things that you're, you're, you're going through as a community or you're striving to achieve as a community. And sometimes the best form of allyship is just checking in. You know, as you've said, just, hey, how are you? Or haven't, you know, I just wanted to check in, haven't seen. And that is just like, takes it from what I see as a kind of, you know, as a, oh, well, yeah, they support me, but I kind of don't feel that love to actually, you really can feel the love through even an Instagram message of somebody just checking in on you. Or even someone saying that I love what you I love I love what you do, I love what you stand for. Yeah. That's like just just those messages of just and just those messages of encouragement, comments of encouragement is yeah. is brilliant. Like somebody messaged me on Instagram who read Women's Running and said, Oh, I, lo- I, I, I loved it. Um I loved yeah. it so much. I just want to say that, you know, keep doing what you're doing and She's she was a um a white woman and I said oh thank you so yeah. much and I'm gonna follow you and now I'm gonna keep an eye on your running journey and well done Chris mm-hmm. telling, telling me about her running just oh well done keep it up so I'm gonna follow you back so I can see what you get up to and encourage you on your running journey and that's all that's all it doesn't need to be a kind of like um an us and them because what I get what I've been told a lot is that you know you're excluding people and I say to them. No, I'm not. We are not excluding people. We are focused on a niche area, an underrepresented area, and what we do as a result of focusing on that niche area is we bring more people into running. We're bringing people to races. We're so we're actually including more people by just focusing on the small area, and more of that needs to be done, not just for black people, but for Muslim runners, like yeah, I saw, I've yeah. seen that Pakistani runners started recently. Yeah. So I'm messaging like, this yeah. is brilliant. This is this is more of what it's more of what we need to see. Exactly, and, and you're so right. And you're running overall. We need these, yeah. we need these smaller groups to bring to bring absolutely. more people to the bigger groups. And I think what's more, what groups like Black Girls Do Run, Emancipated, Fly Girl, Run Dem Crew, Black Trail Runners. I think what I've had as feedback and, and feedback very much, um, not just from the, the, the black members, but mm-hmm. kind of white allies is you gave me the inspiration to try a trail run, something I'd never tried. Yeah. And even though, you know, people will almost kind of, you know, almost apologize, you know, even though I'm white and I say, no, 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 no. Like, what we're about is creating an inclusive community. Yeah. Yes, we know that black people are underrepresented within that community, but we also know that by encouraging and inspiring, engaging with white allies such as yourself and inspiring you to run, you might go to a trail event or a trail race and you might look around and say, 
okay, there's a massive underrepresentation of black people yeah. here. And you might you might then be inspired to go and speak to the race yeah. director or email. And that yeah. that's the work, you know, that's yeah. you really standing with us. So we're just about creating a really inclusive environment. Yes, getting the black community, more members of the black community in our reign, but we're just about the inspiration, baby. Mm. You know, we just want more people to experience the amazing joy that running can give and, and the mental health benefits and physical benefits that yeah, go with that. Exactly. Because I always say that we are obviously we're a group that encourages black women to run, but we can't do it by ourselves with just black people. No. That's yeah. why we try yeah. to involve ourselves in so much running stuff because we, we need other people. And yeah. just as like so many companies want to increase the diversity, like we need each other. Yeah. Like it's, I, it's, it's, yeah, we need each yeah. other. We need to work together in order to make a difference. Oh, I hear you on that. You, yeah, I mean, so meant so. I use that <laughs> a lot. You know that that we, you know, we're not going to end if we're looking at a kind of the global pro- problem of racism. You know, as black people, we need you to stand by our side in order to end this. In order to in order for generations to come to not yeah. feel that they are looked over because of the colour of their skin or that they don't belong in a trail race or a running race because of the colour of their skin. We we need that support in order to do that. Um, it like, kind of just takes me to, to really just kind of like anyone listening to this, like how can we follow, how can they follow the Black Girls Do Run journey um what social media channels um can they follow you on and are there any running races or events that you're doing next year where people that kind of want to come and kind of slow down on races for the rest of this year um so far next year what's on the plan race wise winter 10k yeah where's in that in central london yeah. Um, Hackney Half. Yeah. There's a Bluebell Trail race somewhere. I can't remember where. <laughs> well, I need to find out about that. Yes. <laughs> I just thought running, running, running with Bluebell amongst Bluebell sounded oh. like absolutely wonderful. Joyful. Yeah. And um, Ox- Essex 10K and Oxford Half. Those are the ones well, that I've entered so far, which is quite long. I love it. Well, there's, there's, there's for anyone listening, there's a list of races that <laughs> if you want to meet the amazing Tasha from Black Girls Do Run, get the register. I mean, the, the Bluebell Trail Run, I definitely need to find out about that because that I'll, get, I'll, I'll, I'll find it and send it to you. <laughs> yeah, I'll and it um, is the best place to follow what you're up to online is it the instagram yeah instagram instagram facebook we've got facebook facebook private group and we are on twitter okay well just search black girls do run and uh you will find uh that presence online and tash i i just want to woman to woman mother to mother community leader to community leader I just want to thank you for just being so inspirational to me um see what you do you know you've you know we we met earlier this year and it was like seeing an old friend it's just it was just beautiful and I just think that you what you what you do just keep I know you will but just keep doing it and keep doing you, you because I just think that it's so needed and you know from a black trail runners perspective you know we want to be doing more with black girls do run next year and you know well the bluebell trail race sounds perfect for that um (laughs) but i just want to just want to just want to thank you for for being you and and for giving me an hour of your time today to come on the the podcast thank you Um, and i just hope any (laughs) anyone listening to this you know certainly follow what tash and black girls do run do and um yeah keep keep being your fabulous self because the world is a better place for you in it oh i'm gonna start crying in a minute thank you thank you so much no thank you thank you so much for inviting me it's a real honor to be on black trail runners podcast 
Thank you for joining us at The Checkpoint. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please subscribe and share online. Also, please remember to leave your review on the podcast platform that you selected, as it really helps our podcast to grow. Your support helps make this podcast possible. Remember, if you have any questions, get in touch with us via our Instagram page at Black Trail Runners, or if you want to join our community, please search Facebook for Black Trail Runners and connect with us.